The following Mishnah teaches us a number of important rules with regards to the Malacha of Bishal cooking on Shabbos. Any food which was in contact, which had been cooked with hot water before Shabbos came in. So we're discussing a dry food which had been fully cooked already before Shabbos came in. One is allowed to soak it in hot water on Shabbos. Of course, as long as the water was heated up before Shabbos came in. And this is not considered to be cooking because of the rule of Ein Bishol Achar Bishol. Once something has been cooked fully, it can't be cooked again. So if it was cooked fully before Shabbos came in, then you are allowed to soak it in hot water, even on Shabbos. Now, Midaraisa, you'd even be able to put it back on the fire. But Midyabonon, that gives the appearance of cooking. And so that would be forbidden, Midyabonon. Anything which had not yet been cooked in hot water before Shabbos came in, or hadn't been cooked in another way, you're not allowed to soak it in hot water on Shabbos, because that would be cooking it. However, there is something else which you can do, and that introduces us to another couple of important concepts. Firstly, a Kli Rishain, which refers to the primary utensil, which was actually on the fire. So if, for example, you put a container of water on the fire to heat it up, that container is considered to be the Kli Rishain. Now, if the water in there is poured into a different container, that container is known as a klisheni, and halachically, a klisheni cannot cook things. It loses a lot of its heat, it didn't come directly from the fire, and halachically, that which is in a klisheni does not cook things, at least in most scenarios. And because of this, even food which was not cooked before Shabbos came in, one can pour the hot water onto that food on Shabbos from a klisheni. However, says the Mishnah, except for a fish which was salted a while ago, at least a year ago, or small salted fish, another type of fish which has a very thin skin. When it comes to these fish, it's forbidden to pour water even from a klisheni onto these things, because just by pouring from a klisheni hot water onto these things, is considered the completion of their processing of cooking. That's all they need to be cooked. These are known as kalehabishal, things which can be cooked very easily, and therefore even water which comes from a klisheni cannot be poured onto these fish. Mr. Gimel, we learned earlier on in the Masechta that a destructive action, something which one does in order to destroy something, as opposed to a constructive act for a positive outcome, one is not chayav for such an act. So for example, if somebody tears clothes in a destructive way, he won't be chayav on Shabbos. However, it's forbidden to do so. But when it comes to food, for food purposes, the Rabbonim did not forbid this, and therefore an act of destruction is forbidden for the sake of food. Shiver Odom Esachovis, one is allowed to break an opening into a barrel, into a big container, lechel himena grace to eat from the dried figs which are inside the barrel. Uvul Vajlai's Kamalas is clear as long as he doesn't intend to make a utensil by making a good opening. If the opening in the barrel which he makes is done in an exact way, and so that it's a useful opening, then it's forbidden because it's like fixing the utensil. On a similar note, one is not allowed to make a hole in the seal of a barrel of wine. Because again, to make an opening in the barrel is considered to be making a utensil, or at least fixing it, which is forbidden on Shabbos. See Rabbi Yehuda, that is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. However, the Chachom permit it. The reason being is that we're discussing a hole at the top of the seal. Now in general, people would not make a hole at the top of the seal of a barrel, 
because that way you could have little pebbles or dust falling into the wine through that hole. Rather, people would generally make a hole in the side of the seal, so that, that way they could pour the wine out through that hole, but at the same time, dust and pebbles wouldn't fall into the barrel via the hole. So since making a hole at the top of the barrel, or the top of the seal, is considered unusual, it is permitted according to the Chachomim, but they agree that Vleik Venomitzidah, one cannot make a hole in the side of the seal of the barrel, because that is a usual hole which is made, and it is therefore considered like making and improving a utensil. Now what happens if he wants to do the opposite? If the barrel was already pierced, it already had a hole in it, and he wanted to close up the hole, perhaps so that dust and pebbles wouldn't get in, he cannot place wax on top of that seal where the hole is, because then he'll smooth the wax onto the seal, and smoothing soft things like wax onto something is a tolda of the malacha of smoothing animal hides, removing the hair and making it smooth. So that is forbidden with the eraisa. And indeed, Omar Yehuda Baruda said, A story once came in front of Rabbi Yehuda Zakai in the place called Arov, where somebody put wax on top of the seal of a barrel. The Omar and Rabbi Zakai said, I am concerned that he is now hived to bring a carbon chatos for smoothing the wax on the seal, which is forbidden mid One is allowed to place a cooked dish into the bottom of a pit so that it will be guarded. He wants to put it in a dry, protected place. He's allowed to do so, and we're not concerned that he might come to level out the ground at the bottom of the pit so that his pot fits very nicely. We're not concerned that he'll do that because he doesn't really need perfectly straight ground to put down his cooked dish, and therefore it is permitted. Similarly, as Hamayim one can place a container of drinkable water, Barotim, in bad, non-drinkable water, so that the drinkable water stays cold. So if, for example, you've got bad, non-drinkable water, but it's very cold, and you don't want your good drinkable water to heat up, so you put it into a container of the non-drinkable water, so you've got a container inside of another container, that is also permitted, and it's also permitted to put a container of cold water into a container of hot water. We're discussing specifically hot water which is in a klisheni, a utensil which didn't come directly from the fire. Rather, after water was heated on a fire, it was poured into another utensil, another container. And as a rule that a klisheni, this second utensil, the water in there, cannot cook other things, and therefore you are allowed to put a container of cold water into a klisheni of hot water, and it's not considered as if the hot water is cooking the cold water. The point of the mission is that we are not concerned that you might come to surround the water with ashes or other things which add heat to the cold water. That will be forbidden, but we're not concerned that you might come to do that. Says the Mishnah, Mishnah One whose clothes became soaked in water on his journey, and he's now soaking wet, he is still allowed to continue walking with those wet clothes on him, and he does not need to be concerned. Now what exactly he doesn't need to be concerned about is a discussion. Either it means you don't need to be concerned that you might come to squeeze the water out of your clothes, which would be forbidden mid Arisa, or you don't need to be concerned that people might suspect you of having washed your clothes on Shabbos. And although we're going to learn in the next Mishnah that if one has a towel, for example, which gets soaked in water, then he can't necessarily take it with him all the way. When it comes to clothes, because of a person's honor and dignity, the Chachomim did not require him to take off all his clothes in the middle of the street. However, they did say that 
when he arrives at the outer courtyard of the city, the first courtyard which he gets to, Shaitchan Bachama, he should spread them out in the sun, he should take them off and get new clothes to wear, so that people indeed do not suspect him of washing his clothes, and so that he does not come to squeezing the water out of his clothes. But he cannot spread out these wet clothes opposite people, in a place where other people from the public domain can see the clothes there, because then people will think that he actually washed the clothes, and now that he's hanging them out to dry. Mishnah Hay, this Mishnah sort of contrasts the law which we saw in the previous Mishnah. And the halach is that although if water was heated up before Shabbos, then one is allowed to bathe in that water on Shabbos itself. Midrabonon, so that you do not come to heat up the water on Shabbos itself, it is forbidden to even bathe in water on Shabbos, which was heated before Shabbos. The exception to that is water which is naturally hot, which comes from natural hot springs, because since a person doesn't heat that up, there's no concern that you're going to come and heat it up on Shabbos. Be as it may, the Mishnah tells us that one who does bathe himself in water of a cave, meaning not natural water, not naturally hot water, so water which you actually heated up before Shabbos, so ideally one cannot bathe in there, but we're discussing somebody who did, or in the water of Tveria, where there are naturally hot springs, and where one is actually permitted, ideally even, to bathe in that water. When it's tapag, and then he dried himself. He used a towel to dry himself, and this is permitted on Shabbos, because although you're not generally allowed to wet clothes, or as we saw earlier on a couple of prokham ago, if you've got a dirty spot on a pillow, for example, you can't add water to it. Over here, we're using a towel. There's no dirt on the towel. You're just using it to dry something. And furthermore, we're not concerned that you'll come to squeeze the water out of the towel, although in general we are concerned of such things. The Chacham saw that they had to allow people to bathe on Shabbos. They couldn't really forbid all bathing, and if one bathes, then he also needs to dry himself. So they did not forbid drying oneself after bathing in these waters, but of course one does need to be careful that he does not squeeze the water out of the towel. Now, in fact, the mission does tell us that even if he used 10 different towels to dry himself, meaning that each towel was still pretty much dry, they were only a little bit wet, he's not allowed to bring them in his hands on the way back from the bathhouse, or from the springs, because if he carries them, then he might come to squeeze them. Ends of the Mishnah, but 10 people, can dry themselves with one towel, their faces, their hands, their feet, and really their entire body, and in such a case, they can bring that towel home with them, because if there are ten people walking together with the towel, then it is far less likely that one of them will forget and squeeze the towel out with the water, because there are nine other people there to remind him not to do so.